0: Hi, Steve Arterburn here, and welcome to the New Life Live podcast. We hope to provide help and hope in your life through God's Word, counselors, and psychologists as we answer questions from listeners who call with the challenges of life. Let's go to today's episode. Hello,
1: everybody. I am so glad that you joined us today. You can give us a call at 1-800-229-3000. We're going to take calls for the next hour with Chris Williams and Dr. Jackie Mac Harris. And I was so excited. I'm excited to be in the same room with you guys because normally I'm phoning in. But Jackie and I actually were at the Intimacy and Marriage Intensive this past weekend, and it was so great to work with you. But that was was that your first time doing the intensive like that? It was. And your takeaway... It was
2: fabulous um, to go from Friday to Sunday with this group of couples and see the transformation, um, just their body language, the way they sat with each other. And as a, as a you know, couples therapist that works with high-conflict couples, it was really cool to see the work that could be done in, in a couple of days. That's awesome.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, I know, Chris, you've done it before. Uh-huh. And, you know, we teach people about what's historical, becomes hysterical mm-hmm. and um and even jackie you just mentioned something right before air about that
2: that um, yeah. i noticed in concentration right i see it spread out in my work but sitting there with them um, so many times throughout the day i noticed that childhood trauma wakes up in our marriage yeah you know we've, we say it's the this is the relationship where you can heal. It's also mm-hmm. a place where we we get hurt. But it, that's the childhood trauma waking up. And when people connected with that, they turned away from their resentment and turned towards their partner. And it was it was just incredible.
3: Well, it's the great conundrum of intimacy. Yeah. We all crave it, and we're terrified of it at the at the same at the time, same time. Yeah. because what intimacy does yeah. is it reveals. And what does it reveal? Mm -hmm. Everything, if you Mm -hmm. give it time. And so all of those historical pains and hurts, and and, and there's the trick of marriage. It's like I had buried all those things because I'm a really good defender. (laughs) I have a defensive mechanism Mm -hmm. inside of me that is very skilled and gifted and Done workouts over uh, but over, but
2: over. Although I think that I'm just healthy.
3: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what you tell yourself. Yeah, anyway, right. yeah. Well, it works right. pretty good. Yeah. I, I got it all together. Yeah. yeah. And then you showed up and then it revealed all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the mistake I make is that it's your problem. You're the problem. Yeah. Rather than I have this problem, I'm caring and I don't know mm-hmm. how to work through it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the strength mm-hmm. of this two day experience Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. intensive allows us to not just address the what because you know we know in our marriages we can circle the same painful mountain on the what all day long for years and
1: almost every couple has a version
3: of that exactly
1: Yeah, that, it's 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 a creative on a theme, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, mm-hmm. oh, this is your this is your dynamic. This is your uh, what do they call it? The attachment um, style. style, style, and mm-hmm. the cycle, your love and, style, yeah. and here's your core pattern. Core pattern. That's the word I was looking for.
3: Well, and when when we learn core patterns, mm-hmm. and we when we learn a comfort circle, when we learn the how, a healthy how can bear almost any what. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and that's
3: what we need to get to. We need we we need need to to to. establish healthy hows on how to do relationship, how to do conversation, how to do intimacy, because again, that is the strength that bears whatever what will come our way.
2: And there's this weird idea that it's not supposed to be uncomfortable. If (laughs) if if you feel (laughs) something, it's being done wrong. Oh yeah.
1: Well, and that's and that goes along with you know when we first fall in love, it feels so good, and you Uh know the other person can do no wrong. And yet, wait a minute, don't eat the wedding cake, right? Because then everything goes wrong. I love that you shared that and shared with us this weekend. I know that um, those couples that you worked with are better for it. It was, it was a blessing. I'm better for it. Oh, mm, that was that's great. Awesome.
3: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, we're going to continue to take your calls. We've got some coming in. 1-800-229-3000. Uh, whether you have identified your core pattern or maybe you're single and you're thinking, this has nothing to do with me. Oh, it has everything to do with you because it's you. You're the common denominator. Let's fix it.
4: To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live
1: back. We are taking calls for the next hour, one 800 You know, one of the things um, that I want to just share with you listeners, we're going to do Emotional Freedom March 16th with both Dr. Jackie Harris and Chris Williams. And, you know, it's a great, it's an online workshop mm-hmm. and we will have the breakout groups with the counselors and, you know, maybe need to spend that one day getting to the root of whatever is keeping you stuck. And uh, you can find all the information. You can call us or go to newlife.com. And I know Chris and Jackie will – uh, change your life. Steve's going to be joining us on that day as well, and um, you know, I just know that if you need a time where it is designated, I want some emotional freedom. I want to get unstuck. That's the day that you can join us. That day.
3: Yeah. Well, and if I can just do one more plug, because I hear the pro the protests or the resistance. You know, I don't have the time, or I don't have the financial resources. Stuck negative emotions are ripping your time away Mm -hmm. and they are draining your bank account. I can guarantee it. So invest in this well and watch it grease the the wheels of the rest of your life. When we get emotionally free, it starts to provide fuel and energy for everything else.
1: I love it. And if you're confused about it, we have a free quiz To see if you're emotionally free, you can go to newlife.com and take that. And uh, I think that'll give you some clarity, but we'd love to see you then. We're going to go to the calls. We are going to talk with Diane, who's calling us from Washington, D.C., listens on WAVA. Hello, Diane. How are you today? I am blessed and grateful. Thank you for asking. Yes. How can we help
5: Um, you today? Okay. I'm calling for my sister who I'm going to encourage to listen to this on the net once you okay. um, give her some advice. She has experienced some deep church hurt that must go back maybe 30 years because we're both senior citizens now, but she continues to bring it up from time to time, which means it's still not resolved. And so, just real quick background, um, our fam- our mother left when we were When I was five and she was three from a mental illness, went to a mental institution. Mm -hmm. And my sister was most like my mother, and so my father kind of took a lot of things out on her. She was the third child. So she never had a lot of confidence. She never had much self-esteem. And so she battles with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But what occurred is she was at a church. And I guess there was some really big youth event of some kind. And they, someone just begged her and begged her to be the MC, And she, you know, kept trying to say, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I can't do that. But somehow they got her to do it. And so she's on stage at a church which is medium to large size, 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> And, of course, she does the best she can, but she said everything fell apart that day. Mm. And when the pastor, the pastor's wife, not the pastor, but the pastor's wife came up and got on stage, she looked at my sister and she said, well, next time be better prepared. Oh, wow. And my sister, and it's like, okay, now my father treated her really, really bad, but she never brings that up. Over and over again. Okay. But she but she has brought this up to me and to her friend maybe once every couple years or something. She has to share it with us. And so that experience evidently was deeper hurt to her than anything my father ever did because the two of them reconciled mm-hmm. in their
1: old age.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So... Okay. Diane, what is the question for us? How can we help you with that? Or how can we help your sister the best well, with that?
5: Well, I'm trying to, you know, out of the blue, I said, Well, Marilyn, next time I come to Pittsburgh, we're going to have a funeral for this event. Mm. <laughs> we're going to bury it. Mm. Um, she thought that was real funny. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm trying just to suggest what she can do or me and friends can do. To help her bury this. Um yeah. because she doesn't need to re experience it every time she belabors it again, sharing it with us.
1: Well and I think Diane too, think you're probably no tired of hearing it
3: as uh-huh. well. <laughs> Chris, how would you start? Well, <laughs> so so Diane, I <laughs> love I love Oh, go ahead.
5: No. I start to, she starts the conversation with me right? By yeah. saying, Okay. I know
3: I said this to you before, but please just listen. <laughs> okay, so it's important. I love this idea of having a funeral. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's fantastic. But you got to bury the right thing. Oh. And so, okay. so if you bury the event, it will do nothing because the event isn't the problem. Right? Okay. The event was a megaphone for the actual problem. Mm-hmm. So... So I'm going to go – I'm going to make something up about your sister, and it might echo something true. So your sister who lost her mom, whose father did not treat her well – she has all this pain, all this angst, all this hurt, and and also this abandonment of mom, not her fault, and – again, the kind of rejection of dad, not her fault either, or the, you know, the mistreatment of her dad. And she believes that she is unworthy and not good enough. And so, mm-hmm. and so she's been carrying that her whole life, and there's these like little markers all along the way that scream out, see, see, see? Mm-hmm. That's trying to prove mm-hmm. this message true about her, this belief she has about her. In that moment, that pastor's wife was the proverbial straw on the camel's back or the tipping point. It's not that thing. It's all of the things underneath that thing. And all of that is the high water level, of, uh, or poison, I'll say, the high poison level of her negative belief about herself that that moment gets all the credit for. So if she can identify Mm -hmm. what her core shame message is, bury that. Mm. Have a funeral for that.
2: Yes. I love that. Yeah, It you, it looks like the problem was that event. All that event did was make public what she'd already been dealing with. Mm. And so she keeps coming back to that because every everybody saw it. That's good. She was yeah. naked in front of yeah. everyone. And that has not been validated. Part of why she keeps coming to you with the story is because when she comes, you try to make it better. You don't just validate, yeah, that sucked. Mm-hmm. That was awful. You shouldn't have had to go through that. Mm-hmm. That broke your heart. Just like all the times mm-hmm. before when somebody mm-hmm. demeaned you or minimized you. Mm-hmm. And so she's really getting more from you and the friends of what she's already got. That She's not even enough to stop talking about this silly thing that happened 20 years ago. So just Mm -hmm. if you're going to bury anything, it needs to be the actual problem, which is the shame she has carried throughout her life for not being enough for her parents to to, to stay for mom to be healthy enough to stay. Even though mom had, you know, maybe no control over that and wasn't good enough for dad to accept her and not reject her in his grief. He took it out on her. She could forgive him because it was private and it was. It was so close. He's, he's so close on her inner circle, she's desperately wanted it. Mm-hmm. She can be angry at that pastor's wife because she's so far removed right. from her. She can cut her off. Right. She could not like her, but she couldn't do that with dad. She needed that connection.
3: And, and I think, Jackie, the point that you made is really important, and that is this happened in a public setting. Yep. She can no longer exactly. be in control of that message. Yep. Yeah. now so,
1: everyone's seen it so going back let's talk to Marilyn, even though uh-huh. diane's the one calling but this is going to be going to Marilyn. give Marilyn yes. some steps of you know because i'm thinking those soul words you know how did you yeah. feel how yeah. what yeah you four it, questions right
2: yeah i heard um, mark use a term of, of um observer observing self Obser- yes. observing yeah. self yeah. right so The four questions work within that. What do I feel? Why do I feel that way? Where do I feel it in my body? Mm -hmm. And what do I need? Marilyn, you need to learn to look at yourself and stop looking at other people looking at you Mm -hmm. because you're missing what's really happening inside of you. And I think, Diane, that's why she keeps bringing it up. She's trying to regulate. And when you uh, are talking with her, you regulate her.
3: Yeah mm. she can come to yeah. you
2: and you're like it's good we're fine it's this is this happened mm-hmm. a long time yeah. ago and you bring her down yeah. and so then she feels stable and then it runs out and it about two years later, she needs to do it again. So Marilyn, you have to find out what you are feeling apart from everybody else and then you determine what you need, looking at what you can do for yourself first and then who's the best other to connect with. And you might just need to cry on your sister's shoulder and grieve the loss of that little girl who didn't
1: have Mm, the dad or the mom that she really wanted. I wonder too, Chris, you do a lot of work with
3: storytelling or narrative and I'm
1: wondering if we can give Marilyn a different story about that experience. What would you say? I
3: I would say, Marilyn, okay, people did not respect your boundaries. Your no was a no. And a person in power, you felt pressured probably to please, and then they put you in that position, and then when you didn't execute it the way they wanted to, or the way you wanted to, for that matter, then they publicly shamed you. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. That's something that happened to you just like your childhood, not something you did wrong. So the st- true story is that says nothing about you and everything about the leadership. There you go. Yes. And so, but I still want you to know, Marilyn, that you are loved and you don't have to perform to get it. Mm. And that you are worthy and you don't have to be someone to have worth. Mm. You already are someone. And your work is to go discover that and then root it deep in your heart.
1: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, Diane, the thing that we get into in relationship is we, it's like what we were talking before about these. um, And I, why am I forgetting that word? The, the um circles core, core pa-
2: oh, yeah, core pattern. Pattern.
1: Core yeah pattern. Core pattern. you and your sister have a core pattern yes marilyn tells you the story uh-huh. and you respond yeah. with the shutdown yeah and so <laughs> somebody's got to change that dance step yeah. and so i love that you called on behalf of her and i think marilyn as you listen to this you're going to have insight um but it's it's disrupting a core pattern absolutely yeah. and, and to change the story I think
2: we, we need to look at where we came from. And so now here you are today as the adult woman that you are at the age that you are having lived the life that you've lived. What would you say your story has been? Mm. Um, has it been a horror story? Has it been a romantic comedy? Has it been a drama? Has it been an action flick? What, what's the story behind you? What does it say about you today? Is what's the truth? What's the lies? We got to weed that out. And then you decide who are you and who do you want to be going forward? Yeah. And so you can look at your story to figure out how did I get here? Mm-hmm. What does this all mean to me? And, and maybe the conversation with Diane Marilyn can be more about that. Yeah, like who I want to be. What? Yeah. Ha, what is? What have you dreamed about becoming? Because you still have time. You, as long as we're topside,
1: we still have time. So <laughs> do you know? Well, and even to that point too, Diane, when you think about what Marilyn has accomplished in her life,
3: mm-hmm.
1: everything gets reduced to that young woman on the stage. Yeah. As opposed to celebrating this whole life that has been lived and is worth celebrating.
2: And, and maybe, Diane, when you're with her, as Becky said, changing the core pattern, um, rather than saying, you know, that she should just get over that it happened so long ago. Give her a room to talk about what that did to her. Make her think about what it did to her. And I, I think she'll end up talking about some other things once she can talk about what it did to her. Right. Other things are going to get connected to that. And then you get to out all the great things that she's done. Yeah, that happened, but it was a learning experience. I I used uh, Nelson Mandela's quote, I never lose. Either I win or I learn something. Mm -hmm. And I just want to share that with you, Marilyn. What did you learn from that experience? Mm Because I'm sure you did, and I'm sure it's changed how you show up. Mm, I love
1: it. Diane, is that helpful? Man, that's so amazing. You guys are... (laughs) fabulous. (laughs) fabulous. <laughs> well, thank you're, you, thank you, thank you. You're a fabulous sister. You're a fabulous bad. sister. I'm going to send you...
5: so help somebody else. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are going to send you a copy of How We Love because that's going to help you with mm-hmm. that core pattern and understanding um, that history that changes our story. Yeah. And when and, you work with her, you can use the core pattern out of How We Love mm-hmm. to talk through it and to dig deeper for her. Yeah, I agree. Well, Thank you, Diane, for calling. And Uh, If you are listening and you would like to call, you can call us 1 800 229 3000. We are going to take calls. We want to help you. Maybe you're stuck in a core pattern. Maybe you keep having the same discussion over and over again, expecting different results, and we know what that is insanity. We'll be right back after this.
4: We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome
1: back. We are taking your calls, 1-800-229-3000. And, you know, we've been doing this for 35 years, and we have some amazing uh, history with helping people over those years. Right now, we are going to go (laughs) to a call that Steve did, uh, who knows when? It was some time warp uh, before, but we're going to listen to his call with Wayne.
0: Let's talk to Wayne from Toronto, Canada. Hello, Wayne. Welcome to New Life. How are you?
6: Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Good.
0: Good What's Wayne. going on?
6: Um, well, I'm in a, i am ai got a real difficult predicament here. I've got uh, marriage 11 years. Uh, suddenly, my we uh, moved into our dream house after having 10 years of uh, crisis kind of falling around our feet. <laughs> And, yeah. Uh, really, really stressful marriage. and uh, Like kind fina- of not,
7: financial crises or personal or?
6: Uh, even More financial all the time. We kind of had things always kind of just cave in around us yeah. all the time, constantly. There's nothing we could do. It just fell around us. Okay. Um, things finally got better. Uh, we were moving our dream house. My wife said, Zara, I need to go away for a long weekend by myself. I said, no problem. I trust you. She comes back a completely different woman. Uh, I question her about it, and all of a sudden she says, "I want out. I want a divorce." Oh my goodness! I'm 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 done. You know, I haven't been happy for eleven years, and I'm you know floored. What's going on? What's going on?
0: So and, what was going okay. on?
6: So I make some changes. She says she likes it. She's interested. You know, um, you know, maybe I'll stick around a little bit. And uh, there's a she, commitment. Then, uh, sorry.
7: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I said there's a commitment. Maybe yeah. I'll stick around a little bit.
6: Yeah. And, uh, well, what happens is she starts confiding in, in, into another man then and being sold by another guy.
7: Uh-huh. And it turns okay. out
6: this guy is my son's Sunday school teacher.
7: Oh, no, my goodness.
6: And, uh, so the, you know, I'm not sure what to do because I'm on pins and needles, so I was afraid to address this situation. So I finally did. And I said, you know, this ain't cool. You got to stop. And I had this guy actually over at my house for dinner. And you nice did? And I got along with him. And I said, you know, do I have to worry about you? He said, no, 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 my intentions are completely honorable. You know, I went through a divorce with my wife, and our situations are similar. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm trying to help her. Said, okay. So stupid me kind of let this thing go a little bit. Yeah. And it went to the next level, unbeknownst to me. Now, one of my uh, one of my buddies found out that she went and stayed at his place for night.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Then the one time. And so then he went and blew this thing up in church. How do I get rid of this guy? She's agreed to go to a new life weekend with me just so I sign divorce papers. How do I get rid of this guy so that I have a chance? All
0: right, if I were you, um, this would just be me. I w- you've already confronted him. You said, "Hey, you know what? Are you what are you doing here?" Uh, I would go to your pastor and say what you said to us. I did a really stupid thing. I, I kind of turned my wife over to this guy for counseling and. Uh, and now they 're in an affair, would you go with me to confront him and ask him to leave her alone so that I can try to rebuild this marriage?
7: What do you think, John? Yeah, I think I would go from both directions wayne um this guy is i mean especially he 's as a sunday- as a church leader to be that deceptive um is is a kind of a cancer in the church, and he needs to be quarantined so I would definitely go to the leadership for his sake your wife's sake and the church's sake
6: yeah there's there's a lot of other things here too like uh she's like I gotta admit I'm not completely innocent in in, in this whole thing either like I haven't had an affair or anything like that but I went through a lot of years of de- depression that made her life pretty hard and well, and I don't blame her for being angry at me uh, and a lot
7: of well she- depression's not a sin Wayne it's an illness
6: yeah, well, that's what she's—that's what she got diagnosed with just a little while ago, in uh, uh, about five months ago, and she—they were she was told she had a chemical imbalance, and so they put her on antidepressants, and then all of a sudden she started floundering around with all these other men, and so now mm. she's had a, a few one-night stands with other guys, and mm. uh, you know she says, "I don't love you. I just want out of the marriage." And it, it, her parents and her friends are absolutely beside themselves. They couldn't understand. Why she wasn't trying to fix this thing, and that's when we found out that this other guy was involved. But they don't know that we know.
7: And you said that she's willing to go to a new life weekend.
6: Yeah, just to shut me up.
7: Well, just do well. it. See what happens. That's the thing to do. <laughs> well, the, the o-
0: between now and then, you've got some other things you need to take
7: care of. Yeah, the other part of that was that, is, is that as m- you can do everything you can on his end, but is there anything you can do to? insist that she stop the relationships with this guy or is she just going to say you have nothing to say to me
6: um if honestly if she if she finds that I know my wife really well and if she knows that I know she's having a sexual affair with him she'll could just cut that weekend thing right off and say that's it I'm done I'm I'm moving out of the house today like like there, there's there's other things here like I've been listening to your show for a while and from what I understand she from what I and I know I'm not a doctor but but from what I understand, she's a love addict. I mean, uh, she literally throws herself at men hmm. when uh, she's when, when she, she's not in a. She's never been without a relationship. Before I met her, two years, the uh, two years previous to me, my our marriage, she had twenty five boyfriends within two years. Oh,
7: so she's got lots of uh, what we call um, uh, dependency issues.
6: Yeah, and and she's had you know childhood trauma. She was that she was sent to jail when she was sixteen for something she didn't do. Her parents had a very public uh, affair in the church.
7: Well, it sounds like the structure the structure of the marriage stabilized her, but it didn't heal her. A purpose and it gives intimacy and it gives stability. But if there's abuse and trauma and that sort of thing underneath, that stuff doesn't get healed by marriage, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of on hold, on ice, until other stresses hit it, and then it's sort of like the, you know, the tectonic plate starts shifting, and the internal stuff just goes goes crazy, and it sounds like she's now acting out a lot of old stuff. She needs help. She needs serious help. She needs to come to the weekend and be in mm-hmm. some some real serious therapy when she gets out. And and my hope would be that the weekend would give her a context where she can see you as a good person, but even more importantly to see you as a good person, Wayne, that she sees that she needs help and that her life is headed toward a lot of misery if she allows those those old parts in the past to, to take over.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very, very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website, newlife.com, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. Now let's listen to our counselors as they help people walk through life's hardest places.
4: We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call one 800 229 Now back to New Life Live.
1: Welcome back. Yes, we are taking your calls, 1-800-229-3000, but we want to reflect back on Wayne's call to John and Steve. And, you know, St- it's so funny because, Chris, you said something even before Wayne called mm-hmm. about these core patterns that we're talking about. And in this situation, he definitely was a pleaser.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And what do we know about pleasers?
3: Well, uh, being a pleaser, a very gifted, <laughs> a, a very gifted, yes. <laughs> very gifted pleaser, uh, working on recovery and that for sure. Yeah. Is that we as pleasers are looking at the solution of pleasing the other person, making the other person be happy, which is actually a form of control that we can't see. Mm. I'm trying to control your mood. And your behavior by helping you be happy with me. Because being happy with me is going to cure all the problems. Mm. What ends up happening is that the pleaser only anesthetizes or medicates the problem. It never addresses or solves the problem. And so the pleaser must then do the work to learn how to have confrontational, critical conversations about real problems and learn to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's going to work out some core issues in, in a person like myself who comes from some abandonment trauma, I have to know that I can have hard conversations that people may not like me or be pleased with me in a moment or a time and still want to be in relationship with me.
1: Right, right. You know, uh, in this particular couple, he also said that she had had over 25 men in her life yeah. the year before they got married. And if you, if, you may, if you know stuff like that about somebody who you're thinking about mm-hmm. marrying, you might want to pause and, you know, because it's not like you're going to fix that. But, right. Jackie, did you notice that it, when he was talking about that? Yes.
2: I think I had a physical reaction to that. <laughs> I
1: thought,
2: hmm, that was a red flag. But the pleaser is, you know, I'm different. She's different with me. Mm-hmm. This will be the last relationship she'll ever need because mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of her and make her happy. And I have and the
3: superpower. It,
2: I, I have the superpower, <laughs> right? Yeah. And for 11 years, he thought he was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then reality struck and... He is now trying to figure out how to he's still trying to make it better by fixing whatever is going mm-hmm. on with her and not confronting the problem. Yeah. There's so much fear to confront the problem because he doesn't want to be the bad guy.
3: Yes. Where, so
1: it's but it's also interesting too because the he actually handed her over to the enemy himself. But it's what happens to us as pleasers. I'm not one, but not uh, I mean, surprise. Um, but it but it happens because they get isolated. They want everybody else to be good. So he's not going to impose he's this not problem him. on anybody. He, it,
2: it was enough for him to even bring it up to the guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard. He didn't yeah. know how he was going to have that conversation. And then he has the conversation and the guy's like, man, there's nothing going on here. I'm helping her out. She's struggling. I've been through this before. Right. I know how to manage this. Right. I'm going to help her. He helped her right into his bed. Oh. Well, and
3: it's like I told a client who is in a similar situation earlier this week. I told him, I said, "Your good guy is way overrated." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like straight yeah. up, man. Like mm-hmm. that that good guy thinks he thinks he has more power. And is a bigger deal than what he actually is, and that good guy is solving the wrong problem, and as a result, is only giving license and growth to the real problem. It it.
2: it gives bullies permission to be bullies. Yeah. It's the idea that, you know, people can take advantage of me, but I'm, I'm just, I, I'm a nice guy.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, we're going to go back to the calls, and we are going to talk with Charles, who's calling from Shreveport, Louisiana, listens on KFLQ, or O, I think. Uh, hi, Charles, we're so glad you called. How can we help you today?
4: Yes, I'm so glad to be on with you guys. This is my first time ever hearing you. So when I heard you, I was like, there's a question that I have to get off of my chest that I would love for you guys to answer. Um, God is calling me to be a church planter. Um, I hear ministry on my heart so much. Um, I hear build a church, start a church, build community. Um, but it's scary to me because my life previous or before hearing the calling, I was such a sinner. mm Mm. I, I, I was such a sinner, and I know I've done things that it's like, how can I even put myself out there like that? And how, or will people respond to it? So my question is, how do you get over the discouragement when it's hard to be used by God?
1: Wow. Mm, well, well mm-hmm. Charles, we love that you're even asking the question mm-hmm. because it
3: shows that you're aware of God's call on your life. And it is difficult. Mm-hmm. But Chris, where would you start? I'm going to start with something mm-hmm. really shocking is that, Charles, God doesn't want to use you. Mm-hmm. God wants to love you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And your usefulness will come out of that place. Mm-hmm. Because the truth of the matter is, is that um, you know what a pastor is. His, uh, this is this is between you and I, Charles. <laughs> he's a sinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a human being, and, and and so the idea behind this is that we're not, you know, again, we know these cliches. God doesn't call the the perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, he actually calls the broken. Now we have to be there's another path here though it's it's yes i want you to be able to cultivate your work with god in two things forgiving the past and growing from the past right because i work with a lot of people right now who are going through horrible trauma as a result of church abuse and let me just be brutally honest so much church abuse is happening because the leaders haven't worked out their own stuff, mm-hmm. and they're working it out on their people, and so, that's so
4: amazing. That's that's what I. That's what made me call it. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So and that so that that's inner in. and that shows me that Charles, you have some great inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. So what I would want you to get involved with is a process that you're accountable to and that you're supported well by. That lone rangering any venture like this is only going to create more harm. Mm -hmm. So you want to get involved in healthy organizations that don't just look at the strategies of church planting, but look at the whole person who is doing the leading.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking life recovery, Charles, if if you were to get involved with Mm. the Life Recovery Group and begin the process of recovery, your shame that you're feeling right now is going to alleviate because you're going to recognize, like you said, you know, we're all, we all start there. Yeah. We, it doesn't matter what the story is. And Paul himself said mm-hmm. he was the greatest of sinners. And yet- he Chief cha- sinner. Yeah, right. chief yeah. sinner. See, so you got something in mind with Paul there, Charles. And with most of us. Yes. Um, <laughs> Charles, the, the past
2: that you've lived can inform your ministry people are going to look at where you came from and try to use that against you. That's Satan's tactic. Mm-hmm. It's not new. We expect it. And when God calls us to things, he prepares us. And I think part of his preparing of you is to bring up in your spirit that you have work to do. Mm. It's it's not that you were a sinner. Um, and so you can't do this work. It's we're all sinners is what jesus mm-hmm. came for and you have to do your work on those things that left pain that those traumatic things
1: <laughs> yeah and jackie's technology is talking to her. <laughs> those
2: traumatic experiences or that you maybe had or caused throughout your youth those are the things that you want to work on because what will happen is you will begin pastoring a church from the place of your old wounding hurt. and yeah. it will just hurt more people yeah. because wow. you are going to have yeah. some rigidity and, and some maybe even some chaos making around whatever you grew up in and thinking the idea is to hold firm on these new behaviors and, and really it's what, what Chris said. God loves you and it's that love right. that's going to grow the church his church mm-hmm. just just that love that's what the church planting is about it's about planting yourself full of God's love in a community where that love is going to grow and I love the idea Becky of a, um, life, of a life recovery, recovery group
1: mm-hmm. yeah because you know when we work recovery we, we do believe recovery is for everyone mm-hmm. and Charles you've already started with just recognizing where you came from and knowing that you know life was unmanageable and i'm handing it over to christ but now he's given me this call to help others that's how we help others is mm-hmm. to be honest and aware um, you know, and I love though the idea, though, Chris, because there are a lot of people out there that in organizational structures, mm-hmm. whether it's church yeah. or otherwise, that can get you into a corner that's not healthy. Yeah. And we want yeah. you to continue following a good plan, a good process. You're not going to have to reinvent the wheel, you mm-hmm. know, try a couple of different things out, find a mentor. We can get you connected even with a life coach that can help you along this way, Charles. We're going to send you a copy of the Life Recovery. Bible, which has all the steps and devotionals. Um, it's a great way to get started in the journey of life recovery, and we'll even get you connected with the Life Recovery Group. Um, it's, it really has changed
3: so many people's lives. Well, and I just need to reiterate something very quickly, because it's super important. There's a lot of us that want to go out there as Lone Rangers, and that is an unhealthy hero inside of us wow. trying to work out something else inside of us. Right. The best leadership we will have is with other healthy people who help us get healthier. There you go. Accountability is a gift of support, not a police that gets me in trouble.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. If you need some help, don't be a Lone Ranger. Call us 1 800 229 3000. We'll get you connected. We'll be right back after this.
4: find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live.
1: Welcome back. You know, I just want to say a big shout out of thanks to our Club New Life family. Uh, These folks are faithful. Every month they give to New Life and it helps us do all kinds of ministry and helps people in, you know, the most difficult places find hope and that's what we're all about. If you want to join Club New Life, uh, give us a call or go to newlife dot com and click on Club New Life and we'll get you uh, started to be part of the family. We just want to say thank you. Uh, we're going to go to uh, call with Tom, who's calling us from Los Angeles. Listens on K K L A. Hello, Tom. How can we help you today? Okay. Hello.
4: Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question, and it's really for a friend of mine. And I'm going to have him. Uh, I, I think I can listen to this. Uh, have him listen to this um, uh, call. But he is going into a blended family. Uh, he is both he and his um, uh, both he and his wife to be. They are. Uh, been married before and so they're bringing in a couple of children into the marriage what i know blended families are really really hard but what is some good advice that you could give him that would help him uh going into this blended family because again i I know that it's,
1: it's tough Okay, well,
4: Tom, you know it's a good good
1: friend to call on behalf mm-hmm. of another friend, and mm-hmm. you know we have so many blended family situations yeah, now. Yeah. It's a very common occurrence. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's any easier. But uh, Chris,
3: how would you start? I mean, this is terrible to say, but I'm like, stop calling it a blended family and start calling it a blender family because <laughs> it gets because me- it gets messy.
1: <laughs>
5: so I'm, and it can be painful. It can
3: be painful, but I, I think that it in working with blended families, it starts here. You are not marrying a person. Let's get that crystal clear. Mm -hmm. If you think you're marrying a person, you're under a horrific illusion because you are marrying an entire system of people Mm -hmm. that have already established a way. And most blended families are also marrying into traumatized children if not themselves, are traumatized. So you're marrying into pain Mm. and hurt. And also, you're marrying into distrust. And the distrust may not come from the partner. It's probably going to come from the children. And that distrust, if I can even validate it, is necessary. Mm. Because what those children need more than anything else is a safe person. What most children in blended family situations do not give you is safe emotions
1: Hmm.
3: and safe reactions. Hmm. And so a lot of times I see the mistake is people going in saying, I married this beautiful person that's going to, that we're going to build a happy life together. And these children are messing it all up. Hmm. And I just want to go back and this is harsh for me to say, and I know I'm not in that situation, so maybe it's out of line, but I'm just saying... How selfish wow. to not consider hurt children in the situation and the care that they need.
2: That is powerful. Jackie? Uh, um, I'm not in that situation, but I grew up in that situation. And as, as many, as numerous as the problems were in my childhood, the thing that my parents did get right was the way in which they blended the family. We mm. just don't have a a step mindset mm. and... The children were, like, I just never, I never felt it. Now, mind you, I am a recovering emotional avoider. And so I'm sure I felt it, but I didn't feel that I'd lost a parent. I, I just got bonus parents. I got bonus grandparents and bonus cousins. And there wasn't, um... There were battles. I was a teenager during some of this, and so, of course, I tried to make it as hard as I possibly could for my new father. Um, but the thing that they did the best was that they dealt with their stuff. They didn't make it our problem. And mm-hmm. when the kids had something going on, all the adults had to get it together and show up. So Christmases were all of our all the dads could be there all the step moms could be there. all the kids are we're all family yeah. and so it's important for the kids to have that stability of everybody become the bonus dad become the bonus mom mm. rather than Trying to be the step parent because there's just some negative connotation about that, and we begin to then act out in those negative ways, and feel like we're being treated by our step kids mm-hmm. in those negative ways. And so I think that the family needs to do therapy, yeah, because there's stuff that happened in those two previous relationships. Plus, they're bringing generational trauma in. They, pro- you know, probably previous divorce. They're children of divorce. Yeah. children of divorce, yeah. right? right? And now we're carrying that trauma forward. And if nobody ever does the work to re resolve the way that they are responding to that trauma we're just passing that down to the next generation and now we've we've just blended like you said it's it's the blender family Mm -hmm. then right yeah and now we have more adults coming out of that marriage that are going to go out and have to do the same thing
3: well when i think about my own stepdad as as you're saying that jackie Mm -hmm. and he did an amazing job i don't know if it was intentional or not of playing the long game Mm mm-hmm you know, yep. of building trust in our lives and in showing up for us <coughs> over a long period of time.
2: Mine, even with alcoholism, mm. he was still the parent I would call in an emergency. Yeah. He yeah. was still the most responsive parent. And he's been sober now going on 37 years. Thank God. So my my children yeah. have that great, you know, that great relationship with him. But we wouldn't have that if he hadn't. He's always treated me as if I was his blood born child. And I know that because then my mom and him had a child, my brother, and he doesn't treat any of us any different. There's just no, there's no line. Yeah. 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 And and,
3: and, and you mentioned, I just had that same experience, you know, and I just, you know, my, my stepdad, Mm -hmm. you know, that he is in my bio bio dad's no longer with us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his, his illness took him out, but, My boys know my stepdad as grandpa. There's not another one. And so it's, and and he is a phenomenal grandfather to them. And it is such a huge blessing.
1: Well, Tom, I think if you have your friend listen to this answer, they're going to get all kinds of information. I think, you know, the key. piece of this whole thing is let love guide you Mm -hmm. Um, because when we truly love others we make room right it's love is patient kind keeps no record of wrongs i like the idea of putting your name in there yes yeah Yeah.
2: jackie is patient jackie is kind right tell tell these truths to yourself and take that into the marriage and often we want to the kids will suffer because the adult wants to be happy yes and i just think that adults need to take a step back and think about that for a moment how did that work out for you in your childhood Mm -hmm. because i know you're doing it because somebody else did it to you Mm -hmm. yeah Um, we're
1: just going to keep passing down the same generational trauma Mm -hmm. well we are so grateful that you called tom you know i'm thinking about um, this weekend we have our restore intensive for women who have experienced betrayal and what we're talking about here is the pain of recovery Mm -hmm. and it's worth doing it's also what we were talking about when we talk about emotional freedom and mm-hmm. you know whatever the pain is we have to inspect it to find the truth of our life and keep doing that work yeah. w- wouldn't it be great if it was just you know as easy as go to a beach and hang out for the day no
2: yeah you gotta- you gotta go right it in the sand and let the waves take it away yeah beautiful beautiful sentiment that's <laughs> yeah. a, a beautiful Wonderful metaphor beautiful metaphor but you're gonna have to actually do something that's right yeah. Yeah. and it may not feel good they but
3: probably won't. It, right. <laughs> well, and for betrayed partners out there, let me just address this. The work you have to do is unfair. Right. Let's that's that's the bottom line. I wish I could take that away. Mm. I, I wish that you wouldn't have to do work because of what was done to you, right. not what you did. Right. And yet I want to invite you, because I've seen it so many times with remarkable women who have gone into the work and what they got on the back end of that was better than they ever had yes. on the front end of the yes. pain.
1: Yes. Come and be with us this weekend for Restore Thank you, Jackie. And thank you, Chris. Thank you, yeah. callers and listeners. We will see you next time on New Life Live. You can call us, 1-800-NEW-LIFE, and we'll get you connected with some help.
0: Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, We would love it if you'd take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, we have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.